Welcome to the Find Your Nutrition Podcast. Here, we'll discuss nutrition for health, wellness, and energy for everyday life. Happy Tuesday, everyone. This week, we have a really exciting episode with a guest named Jazz. She's a nutritional therapist from the UK, and we talk about glucose control, gut health, protein, balanced meals, and much, much more. We're going to get right into it. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. So if you're enjoying episodes like this, subscribe, and let's get into the Find Your Nutrition podcast. Hey, Jess, welcome to the Find Your Nutrition podcast. It's great to have you. And I wanted to know straight off the back, what was your motivation in becoming a nutritional therapist? Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Amazing. So I am so excited, but we'll jump straight into it. So my motivation for being a nutritionist or like my journey to becoming a nutritionist, well, it actually started quite young. I feel like I've always been into healthy eating, like ever since I was in school, my mum's always emphasised like the importance of vegetables and you know, as healthy as we could be as children. She didn't like restrict us at all, but she just kept us healthy children, me and my brother. Um, and then like even in school, I tried a vegan diet at one point because I was just interested in trying all these different foods. So I tried vegan for a little bit when I was about 17, but that wasn't for me. Thought then it was. Um, and then I finished school and I started like an office job, just not really knowing what I wanted to do. And then it was quite funny because I sat next to this guy at work and I was like so confused why he didn't eat dairy or sugar. I'm like, why does this man restrict himself so much? Like, what is he doing? So I asked him, I was like, by the way, why do you eat like that? And then we just like got into this massive discussion about like nutrition and all of this. And I was like, wow, that, that's really interesting. Bear in mind, we're working in a retail business, so it's nothing to do with nutrition. And then I started to struggle with my skin quite a lot. I had quite bad acne. And he was like, oh, why don't you try, like, you know, cutting up dairy or trying celery juice? And I'm like, I'll give it a go. And, like, I was obviously already into health anyway. So I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't, like, before then, I kind of just went to, like, the normal GP, the doctor, for all of them kind of issues. Um, so I tried all this, yeah, like, cutting out dairy going on probiotics and like various options cutting out sugar and I noticed my skin like really started to clear up so I was like wow this this nutrition stuff it really works like you know focusing on your diet and stuff um so then I done that for like a year and I just started to gain an interest like I thought it was a hobby I thought yeah this is a really cool hobby and then after about a year or two of being like quite heavily into it I started to look at courses, nutrition courses that I could do. And I found one in London, which is about an hour commute from where I live here in the UK. And I thought, you know what, why not? I'm going to do it. So it was a three-year part-time course. And I ended up getting my diploma at the end. So and that was only last year um, that I qualified. So I'm still building up my business, building up clients. I'm fairly new to it, so I'm learning along the way, but that was my inspiration to become a nutritionist. I know that was very long-winded, but yeah. it was a great story. What did that guy say? Why was he eating that way? 
Oh, so he was eating that way because he had IBS or like gut issues from mm-hmm. for quite a long time, and he saw a nutritionist himself, and she like gave him some supplements and some things to avoid because he has a dairy intolerance, dairy and gluten intolerance. But then he was just quite conscious about sugar consumption and stuff like that as well. So that's why he was eating like that, and he literally never has IBS flare ups ever now. So. He's like, he swears by it and he has a few supplements as well, which help. But it's very interesting. Wow. So are you fully working as a nutritionist now? No. So at the minute, I'm working in the office still where I was before. And I'm doing nutrition part time just because, like I said, I'm still, I've only been doing it for a year. I'm still building up clients, trying to get myself out there. So I, I love it, but I just financially, I can't do it full time at the minute. I do love it. I love helping people. So excited. It's nice that you're following your passion. Yeah, definitely. And like I always I never thought I would be a nutritionist. Like I said, like I finished school and I never saw that path for me. But then literally after like a year I was like, Oh my god, I know what I wanna do, which I feel so lucky because I'm only twenty four. So I feel lucky that I've already like started this career path for myself. That's awesome. Yeah, so you definitely. said your mom your mom really gave you a lot of inspiration towards eating healthy, especially as a kid. So tell yeah, me definitely. tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so she like she's not extremely healthy, but she would always make sure we had, you know, loads of different vegetables, loads of different colours on our plate, I would say. And like just fruit and vegetables. She even said that like when we were babies, she used to like blend up vegetables in our food so we wouldn't notice. <laughs> um, which is like so funny. And she was always going on about how, like, she would never use, you know, like, jar foods with loads of sugar in them and stuff. Yeah. She would never use them, and she would try and make everything homemade. She still obviously let us have, like, you know, chocolate crisps, fizzy drinks when we wanted them, that kind of thing. But I just think the way she brought us up, me and my brother just ended up being quite healthy people. Like, we sit at the table, we never drink fizzy drinks, like, occasionally. And we just are very, like, love vegetables, love, love our food, you know? That's awesome. I wish yeah. I would have loved vegetables growing up. I uh, was a bit later into my nutrition journey. Yeah. Yeah, when was, did you start getting into your nutrition journey? So I was super, super picky growing up. I would barely eat anything. I would eat pasta oh, and rice and crackers. So eventually, food. eventually, like, I got into working for a metabolism company and I started working with a lot of different nutritionists from different countries mm-hmm. and that's yeah. when I first understood the importance of eating healthy but still at that point I was eating some more vegetables and eating a bit you healthier trying, yeah. but still not to the point that I really needed to and eventually mm-hmm. I found out I had prediabetes and then mm-hmm. I completely changed how I was eating and it made the biggest difference in the world yeah. my energy and just tons of different benefits it's crazy isn't it you're lucky that you like found a way in the end yeah and i really want to that's the message i want to really share with other people is Mm -hmm. the huge impact it can share it can make in their lives exactly yeah like that's the same with my skin like my skin was so bad my first option was to go to the gp and they were like oh i have antibiotics they just gave me loads of antibiotics and i'm like this it didn't help my skin at all I just want to help other people see that, like, you know, there's alternative routes mm-hmm. to just going to the doctor straight away. Like, obviously, if you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. But if you can try and fix something with nutrition, then, like, you might as well try. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of doctors don't go after the root cause and they just try to fix the problem. But if you 100%. go to the root cause and, and fix it from there, you'll get much better results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I saw a lot of your videos on Instagram of what you eat in a day in the life of a nutritionist. So give us an example. What do you eat? in a day example in your life of my day my day varies obviously depending on what i'm doing if i'm in the office if i'm at home but i'd say my go-to for breakfast would i firstly start my day with some kind of nice drink so it would either be like a green drink or a pre and probiotic drink or if not just a hot water and lemon you know they're, they're the three options always start my day with one of them um especially if it's cold i like a hot hot water and lemon because it's cold in england now <laughs> Um, and then my breakfast would either be usually like a bagel with avocado, eggs, and some form of leafy greens. So like rocket or spinach or something like that. Or if I'm in a rush, I literally have porridge with plant-based milk, chia seeds, almond butter, maybe some protein powder. Just stir it all up and quickly eat it, some blueberries. So that would be my breakfast. Most of the time it is the porridge, but I try, I really try to go for the savoury breakfast because I know they're so much better for me, but conveniently sometimes I just can't do it. Um, and then I would say, I usually have a snack mid-morning because I'm hungry, which would just be some form of like healthy bar, like gluten-free, dairy-free, something like granola bar, kind of thing, or a piece of fruit, something small. Um, and then my lunch today it was soup today it was butternut squash soup with chicken which was so nice um, or in the summer it'll be like lots of salad leafy leafy vegetables with always a source of protein um or sometimes i take my favorite dinner like honestly it really varies and then my dinners are usually curries chilies spag bowl fish it honestly I, I i feel like i keep saying it varies but it really does vary but i'd say go-to would be like salmon salmon for dinner with some like roasted sweet potato some roasted vegetables or like a curry chicken loads of vegetables that kind of thing mm -hmm. emphasis on the vegetables there <laughs> it sounds really good what yeah. are your tips for clients for including more vegetables into their day Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, obviously, I try to emphasize the importance of having a rainbow plate, as they say. Um, but in terms of actually trying to get it in, I would say a smoothie is a really great option um, because obviously you can just pack it with leafy greens, cauliflower. You can't even really taste it either, especially if you have like a good protein powder or a good amount of berries or something in there. Put your vegetables in your smoothies. Um, you could have frozen vegetables on hand, which you can literally chop into something and they cook like so easy. Um, you could add spinach to things. It wilts down. It goes so small, barely taste it. Um, yeah. And like, I think there's an importance of having bitter green leafy vegetables before dinner as well, which really is good, um, for your digestive system and your digestive enzymes. So like mm -hmm. emphasizing that to clients and just saying like have a small bit of rocket with some lemon juice it's on the side of your plate like it takes up a small amount and you just quickly eat it it doesn't like it doesn't taste bad so 
I think there's definitely ways people can get it in. It's just depends if they want to or not, honestly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. What so, about protein? How do you suggest clients eating protein and getting enough protein? Mm-hmm. And what would your that's recommendations be around that? Yeah, that's a really good one. I think protein is so important. And sometimes people don't realize. Like, I try and have protein with every meal. Um, like, it's so important to have a balanced plate. I think with breakfast, a really good option is eggs or protein powder. I did go through a phase of eating chicken for breakfast. It's a really good source of protein, but like it takes long to cook. Unless you want to prepare it the night before. Um, but I'd say eggs or protein powder is a really good source for breakfast. And then like lunch, obviously you can have your chicken, your fish, even for convenience, like a can of tuna. It's it's okay. It's a source of protein and it's good for you. Um and yeah, fish is so good for you. So that's a way of getting it in or yeah i just think try and eat as much protein as possible i think it's harder for people that are plant-based i know people say like sometimes plant-based can be healthier it can if you can get your protein in but it just means eating like lots of legumes and beans and stuff like that and like sometimes it can be a bit it's a bit heavy in the fiber so I don't know. It's harder for vegans, vegetarians, I think. But if they're willing to, you know, prepare the food, then you can get the protein in. And there's things like, you know, seeds and nuts, but you just have to eat a lot more compared to like just having a chicken breast. It's so much easier, in my opinion. Yep, for sure. But, I agree yeah. too. I like including uh, animal mm-hmm. sources, beef and chicken yeah. and fish as protein sources. Yeah. I- Earlier, you said you actually tried being a vegan. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, I can do. So I don't even know what started. Actually, I think I remember what started it now. I was watching this video on Facebook about um, like cows and how they're like exploited with the milk production and all of this. And I was, I think, about 17 at the time. And I was like, oh. that is disgusting. I'm like, why have I been drinking cow's milk all my life? Like, oh the poor cows and like I I you know dairy and meat now so it's, I don't even know why I was so ethical about it back then but I don't know anyway it really put me off so I was like I'm gonna go vegan for a little bit and I think I was vegan for about 10 months just because of this whole dairy thing and I was like that's it like vegan is so much healthier for me I done a little bit of research online and Obviously, with things online, things can be biased. So I was reading it, and some people are like, yeah, vegan is so healthy. You know, it's better for the planet. It's better for you. It's better for the animals and all this stuff. So I was, like, so, you know, excited to do it. And then, yeah, literally after a few months, I was like, I'm eating so badly. I was eating, like, you know, frozen vegan nuggets that you can put in the freezer or, like, pizza um with like no meat on it just because it was convenient and i was like i don't feel good so then in the end it was actually i was going on a trip to america and i was like i don't think i'm going to be able to do this when i'm away so i went to america and i went to tgi fridays and i was like i'm just gonna eat chicken again (laughs) so i just gave up and i never looked back honestly i never looked back i still don't eat much dairy just because it can be inflammatory in the body. Um, but I don't completely limit it now. 
Yeah. I think vegans have a lot of good recipes with lentils and, and beans and, and things like that. But for me, I really like to incorporate those, those recipes with a diet with beef and salmon yeah. and, and different things like that. 100%. I totally do that as and well. Eggs. Like, find a really nice vegan recipe and then just add a sauce of meat or something to it. Just because that works better for me. Yeah, and you can get a lot more protein when you have um, an animal protein source mm. and then additionally chickpeas or a healthy yeah. carb like that or lentils mm. with a lot of fiber. Yeah, definitely. It's so good having the balance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the grocery store. How mm -hmm. often do you go shopping? What are your favorite things to buy? Oh, I don't know about that one. So I still live with my mom at the minute. So she actually does the food shopping. I'm not going to lie. She does the food shopping, but like I'm happy with what she buys. I buy my own staple ingredients like my chia seeds and cacao powder and protein and almond butter and all of that. And we share all of this, me and my mum. Mm -hmm. I have like a little cupboard at home and she goes and helps herself to my stuff and I help myself to her stuff. And yeah, she, she buys our food weekly. So she usually buys for the week, we get it delivered. She'll usually buy some sauce of fish, whether that's like salmon or sea bass, or sometimes we get tuna steaks mm -hmm. in the week. And then it'll be like a beef mince dish somewhere in the week and then chicken really for the rest of the week and then on Sundays we all have like a big family big family dinner whatever that may be we'll like go out or you know whatever but I'm currently moving out so it's all it's all gonna change I'm renovating <laughs> my own house at the minute so I'm like in between Amazing. my mum's house and in between my own house so when I move out god knows I'm probably gonna do online shopping the same as my mom because I take, a lot of, I take a lot of inspiration from her so I'm going to be doing my online grocery shopping copying what she has probably lots of fresh fruit and vegetable in there vegetables in there definitely as well as frozen I am I'm a sucker yeah. for frozen fruit and veg I do love it yeah frozen is amazing because so I, I love fresh too but when you really need it frozen is always there and you can eat frozen exactly put frozen raspberries in yogurt or you mm. can have frozen string beans that you can make at yeah. any time or frozen cauliflower and it's just yeah. so uh, easy frozen cauliflower and... is so good like if you add frozen cauliflower to a smoothie it makes it so creamy yeah it's amazing frozen bananas as well like i definitely do love the frozen food fresh important frozen just as important in my opinion yeah and it's just so convenient and it really mm allows you to eat all of those foods without having any excuses of oh exactly. I go grocery shopping the last few days yeah 100% I move it in with my partner though and he eats so much honestly I don't know how I'm going to keep up with it but like he's very much into his high protein diets he likes doing like carnivore style diets mm -hmm. like that's not for me I like a bit of a mixture Yes. And he's like always wanting to eat like loads of steak and eggs and just like loads of protein. And I'm like, well, calm down. Honestly. <laughs> Did he Let's talk see. about his journey with nutrition at all? Does that make him feel at his best? Well, yeah, it's interesting because he's an electrician. His job, he's an electrician. But since being with me, I think I've kind of got him inspired with nutrition. So he goes and listens to all these nutrition podcasts. I'll have to tell him to listen to yours. Awesome. Um, but 
he listens to like Joe Rogan a lot as well and yeah. interviews of Joe Rogan with people who love carnivore diets. Honestly, I've never listened to them. Um, but yeah, he just, he got really inspired, I think, from me and listening to them. So he tries to eat like that. But like, as I said, as we're like flitting between houses at the minute, he kind of struggles to like focus on one diet form because of convenience, really. But when we move out, he's probably going to want to do the carnivore diet. Is he a fan of Paul Saladino? Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's, he spoke about him. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he has definitely spoke about him. Yeah, he used to be a carnivore diet, but now he included things like fruits and dairy and like raw dairy and things like oh, that. He has definitely spoken about. Is, is he something to do with MMA or is that someone else? MMA, I think Joe like Rogan UFC. is more like the wrestler topics oh, kind of okay. guy. Okay, maybe it's someone else. Yeah, maybe it's Joe Rogan. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. What about for the clients that you do work with? What are some of their biggest struggles? Biggest issues? Um, I think gut issues come up a lot. IBS, gut issues. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that's leading to other things like bad skin or eczema or bloating, you know, stuff like that. Um, But like most of the time, the root cause would be something to do with their gut, whether like they're intolerant to something or they've had long-term antibiotics and they've got a bit of leaky gut or, you know, yeah, lack of good bacteria in their gut. I think that comes up a lot, which sometimes it's quite hard to give them a plan because if someone's intolerant to something, I don't really do intolerance testing because, I don't know, I've seen mixed reviews on it. It's like, I don't know if how I feel about it. So we kind of just go with like the limiting food kind of way and see how they get on and then obviously if they get in on well we'll say like you know avoid that while we build up your gut bacteria then maybe we can reintroduce at a later date um and then other things that come up i'd say like hormone issues for women before we move on do you want to talk a bit more about the gut health and how you actually recommend or what tips you give them to improve Mm -hmm. their gut health yeah well obviously it depends on what the issue is and if someone has like SIBO or something, SIBO, SIBO, however you pronounce it, it would be completely different to someone who's, you know, had long-term antibiotics. So obviously you have to treat every client differently, but I'd say like the main things would be to obviously cut out the problematic foods, maybe like the high sugar. If they're reacting to foods like dairy or something, we'll cut that out to try and help their gut. Uh, maybe introduce a short course of probiotics just to help build up some of the gut bacteria of probiotic supplements. But I do try and tell my clients to get probiotic rich foods in through their diet as well, because I don't always like relying on supplements. Mm -hmm. So I try and say like, you know, try some kefir or some coconut yogurt or kombucha, try and implement that in your diet like as much as possible. And also I feel like, feel like it's a bit cheaper for people yeah. rather than having to buy supplements all the time. Um, I actually then, was making fermented vegetables for the first time in the past couple of weeks. Oh, how is that? I haven't tried it yet, but I think it's going to be really good. It looks really good. So yeah, in a few yes. days, I'll be able to open it and try it. Yeah, let me know. I've never tried making my own. I always just buy them from the store. So the store. I sound like I'm American. <laughs> I'm talking to you. The, the store. Shop. Yeah. The shop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, try and get them to implement it that way. And obviously avoid any unnecessary antibiotics. Only have them if you need them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loads of things you can do for your gut, honestly. It include loads of different vegetables. Make sure your fiber intake is enough. Make sure you're having your regular stool movements. However, we can get that to happen. We'll work work on that together. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Okay, so gut health, and you said another one of the main struggles is hormone issues. Yeah, hormone issues. I mainly see um, female clients. I have seen men, but mainly female clients. And you can tell that they, yeah, like struggle with hormonal issues as well. And also blood sugar balance Mm -hmm. is is an important one. It usually comes up like sugar cravings, brain fog, you know, things like that. So we try and get them planned together to avoid that. Um, What are your tips for that? What's your tips for glucose control? Glucose control, I would say it's important to have a balanced plate so you want a complex carb in there so you'll have like brown rice or sweet potato or like lentils or chickpeas something like that so have your complex carb in each meal your source of protein like we've discussed um, earlier like chicken or fish beef however you want to do it um and then a source of healthy fats whatever that may be like almond butter, avocado, coconut oil, olive oil, and then some vegetables with each meal. And then also the order you eat your meal is quite important. So try and start with the vegetables. Um, and then I think it's protein next. And then your carbs after that. So have your carbs last, um, which is important. It helps not spike your sugar levels as much. And then it's also important to have a little nice walk after your meal if you can. I know it's not convenient for everyone, but I always try and have my lunch at my desk at work and then go for a little walk afterwards. Just helps reduce the spike as much. So lots of little tips you can do. I've read this book, um, I think it's called Glucose Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm saying these are all the tips from from that book too. Yeah, yeah. So good. And like I've only read half of it but it was so good honestly it gives you so many tips i actually have a video on my youtube channel about blood sugar balance it's i think that's before i even finished my college course but i was just so interested in it so that yeah it's amazing yeah, yeah i implemented those tips into my own life and it's mm-hmm. made such a huge difference 100 percent. i try to as much as possible obviously not every day you can go for a walk after your lunch but as much yeah. as possible it's really good exactly 80 90 percent of the time and it's okay to not do it every time yeah definitely we'll get right back into the next topic of the podcast but before we do as we just talked about glucose regulation and the importance of glucose and what it can affect i want to let you know that i've just made a pdf for regulating your glucose levels and reversing prediabetes if you do have prediabetes so send me an email to findingyournutrition at gmail.com. I'll leave my email in the description of this podcast. Email me, send me the glucose PDF, and I'll send you that PDF. It has tons of great tips for regulating your glucose levels. Even if you don't have prediabetes, this is a great resource for you. So I hope you get it and enjoy it. I got a lot of good feedback so far. So let's get back into the podcast. What about motivation? How mm. how do you help your clients stay motivated, even if they know exactly what they should be eating? Mm. How do you keep them on track? 
Yeah, that's interesting because sometimes I've had clients that it's like I know they haven't stuck to it as much as they could have and it's quite disappointing. Um, and like there's this saying, I think it's um, you can lead a horse to water but you can't force them to drink the water. And it's yeah. kind of the same, like you can give your client a really good plan. You can, you know, have this call with them, you can have check-ins and you can really try and be like, you know, like, please do this. It's going to make you feel better. And they seem like they want to. And then you come to the follow-up and it's like, oh yeah, I didn't really manage to do that. Like I was too busy or, you know, something came up so I couldn't do it or whatever it may be. Like, you know, I feel bad that they are sometimes excuses but then we try and discuss ways like so how could you do it maybe we can work on like a um like making food in bulk situation maybe that's one way they can do it so i say okay on a sunday how about you batch cook some sweet potato you batch cook some chicken you can keep it in the fridge and then you know you can quickly dish it up and then they haven't got the excuse of like oh, I didn't have any food or like I didn't have time because it's already cooked. So we try and think of ways that work for them. But ultimately, it is down to the client if they want to do it or not. Maybe it depends how much they're really struggling. I know when I had my skin issues, I would literally do anything to try and get rid of my acne. So yeah, I think it depends how badly someone wants it sometimes um and also like they're, they're paying for a nutrition appointment so they, sh- they should try and do the plan it's their money they don't want to waste it so i it's hard to keep them motivated if they're not if their head's not in it but i try as much as possible i always say like you know message me if you need anything i'm like quite friendly with my clients so they can text yeah. me if they need to um but yeah, sometimes I just don't do it. I'm, I start to them. A lot of people, especially when they learn about eating healthy, they think that it's boring or that they're mm-hmm. not able to eat so many foods. But it's really possible to make eating healthy fun. Oh, yeah, how, definitely. How do you make eating healthy fun? Definitely. Like, especially when I first got into nutrition, I was always searching for, like, paleo versions of my favorite foods. So I'd be like paleo cheesecake or paleo breakfast that I can make. And I was so into like baking and cooking. And there's so many ways you can get, you know, your favorite foods in, but in a healthy way. So I think, yeah, there's definitely ways to do it. I made this cheesecake once. It had like maple syrup was the sweetener. It had like freeze dried blueberries in it. I think it was some form of coconut cream. There's like the cheese layer. It's so good, honestly, so good. And you can do like banana ice cream instead of going to have your Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Or there's definitely ways that make it not boring. And you like once you figure out what fruit and veg you like, you just learn to love it. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. What about eating out or when you're eating with friends and maybe it's not so convenient to mm. cook? What would your recommendations be? Um, I think life is all about balance. So it depends how much you're going out with your friends. If it's you know a special occasion, if it's your birthday, one of your friends' birthdays, I would personally I would pick what I wanted most off the menu. So 
if it was an Italian and it was like a big pasta dish. I know that that's not the best food for me, but if I really wanted it, I would. Because if not, I'd probably just go home and be like, oh, why didn't I get that? You know? So I think if it's a special occasion, eat what you want. You know, pick whatever you want on the menu, as long as it's not going to, you haven't got an intolerance or, you know, an allergy or something like that. But yeah, pick what you want. But if you are eating out quite a lot and it's like a regular thing, I would try and pick something on the menu that's a little bit healthier. And like we said earlier, I'll try and eat it in an order that it's not going to spike my blood sugar as much. I'll maybe order a side of vegetables or swap the fries maybe for some brown rice or swap the fries for salads. Like there's definitely options. I think I think it's getting a lot easier now to go out for dinner and be healthy. I think there's definitely more importance on healthy eating now than there maybe was in the past. Um, or like sometimes I get the vegan option and then say, oh, can I add two eggs or something like that? You know, there's definitely ways to do it if you yeah, want to. I think that's great advice. Like for me, for example, I used to eat pasta all the time, like normal white pasta. Yeah. And then when I made this huge nutrition transformation, I said, okay, I'm not eating pasta anymore. But it doesn't mean I have to cut it out 100%. I can yeah. cut it out from my day-to-day uh, routine. But then yeah. once in a while, if I go out or I want to make it, it's okay. Yeah. And I can make exactly. it. And I can substitute it for lentil pasta mm-hmm. if I want to eat a little more. Yeah, exactly. Or like pea pastel is also great. Yeah. Like, there's definitely little swaps that you can make, which make it a little bit easier. Exactly. Do you have any other swap uh, ideas or recommendations? Mm-hmm. Other swaps or ideas? I would say another one for pasta would be courgette. I don't know if you've ever had courgette. What is that? So, oh, I don't know if you call them something different in America. Do you know courgette? Actually, I don't. Uh, what is it called in America? It's, I think it's a bit like an eggplant, maybe. Okay. But it's like green. It looks like a cucumber. I okay. don't know. But it's, um, yeah, a vegetable. And you can spiralize it. So then it forms oh, like wow. spaghetti ribbon. Ah, zucchi- maybe it's called zucchini. Zucchini. I do that zucchini. Zucchini. Yeah. yeah, zucchini. There we go. We got that. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, zucchini. I think it's a great spaghetti option as well. Yeah. Um, I love and that. then maybe sometimes, like, instead of having a massive side of fries, you could have roasted sweet potatoes. Like, it's still really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And when you do that, that brings up another topic about Mm -hmm. what fats do you use to cook in? Oh, I think it depends what I'm cooking. I like, I love coconut oil. I think it's very good for you. Um, And, but sometimes it has a bit of a weird taste on some foods. But if I'm making like protein pancakes or sweet potato, I love using coconut oil because I think it gives it a good taste. But some foods that, like my eggs, for example, I don't want them to taste like coconut. I'll use olive oil to cook. Um, then, then my go-to, I'd say coconut oil or olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil would be my main ones. Yeah. So I, I pretty much just cook with olive oil or, or yeah. butter if it's something like eggs. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, like a few years ago, I stopped completely buying vegetable oils or canola mm. oils and stuff like mm. that. It's something that actually Paul Saladino talks about a lot. Yeah. Like oh really my God. unhealthy like processed sunflower oils. oils. Yeah. <laughs> vegetable oil. We never buy that. In this house, yeah. we never have that. 
drinks exactly, away. Me too. It's not allowed glass, in my house. <laughs> glass bottle of olive oil or a glass tub of coconut oil are the main two. Yeah, and it makes a big difference too. And you、mm. can't when you go out to eat, you can't fully control that. But I feel like at home, you can a hundred percent control that, and it's、exactly. something that people should should really do. Yeah, definitely. And I know sometimes it can be a bit more pricey to buy the nice oil, but like when you think about the long term effect it's going to have on your health, I just don't think you can put a price on that. Sometimes. A hundred percent. Okay, let's take a little bit of a turn to exercise routines. Tell us what is your exercise routines? My exercise routine honestly varies. I really change it up just to keep it interesting.、Um, for convenience, I'm a bit of a runner because running you don't need any equipment. It, you can be wherever you want, and you can go out and you can do a run. It's also very good for the mind, I think. Like being out in the fresh air and doing a five k run doesn't take long, so I like running.、Um, although I don't think it's the best form of exercise, I prefer、um, like Pilates or some body weight training. But it's not always convenient for me to do that.、Um, I try to get in one Pilates class a week, if possible. It's not always working out for me recently though, because I'm a busy girl at the minute. Um, and then maybe like some weight training of some sort. I've got a gym membership, so I try and go to the gym and use the weights, or I can do a home workout. We've got quite a lot of weights here, so I'll just do like forty-five minutes, put the music on,、mm-hmm. lift some weights. But I love exercise for how it makes me feel. It's good for me, but I wouldn't say I'm one of the one of these people that I, you know, like people do like back day, leg day, or. I don't really have like a set routine like that. I just do what feels good for me on the day, really. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Is there anything you do other than listening to music that makes it fun and enjoyable to work out? I do love going with a friend. Yeah, so I have a friend that I go with. We go to the gym together,、um, which is obviously really good. Sometimes we don't get in the best workout, but if you're there together, you're motivating each other to be there. It's good enough if you get a forty-minute workout in, and you're also having a little bit of a socialise at the same time. Why not?、Um, and then, for example, like with my boyfriend, we'll go for a long walk, which is another form of exercise. It doesn't even feel like exercise; it feels like a date. You're going for a walk together. It's so nice, but you're really getting in like ten thousand steps or something. So it's convenient.、Um, yeah, so I'd say working out with someone else is always good. If I'm going for a run or something, I like doing that on my own. I feel like it's my time to just go out and listen to myself for a bit, listen to my music, listen to my thoughts. So, yeah, yeah, and it's important to have both the cardio and the strength,、mm-hmm. the training for because that's also good for glucose re- regulation, for example. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Is there anything, any workout routines you would recommend to a client? Not necessarily. I would emphasize them to work out like three times a week if possible,、um, but I would never, you know, set them a workout as such. I'm definitely more nutrition based. I think、mm-hmm. there is obviously an importance on exercise, but I wouldn't, you know, force my client. Well, I can't force them. I wouldn't say you have to do this way. I think、yeah. yoga, yoga and Pilates are good ones. 
for people to do because they're, they're not too cardio-based. So if someone's worried about being unfit, they can take it at their own pace. And it's also good for like breathing exercises with yoga. So I think they're two good ones to start with if someone wants awesome. to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what about anything for stress or mindfulness? Do you do anything? I do, that? yeah. Sometimes stress, mindfulness, it comes up quite a lot, actually. I should have mentioned that earlier. I feel like a lot of my clients come in with high stress levels, which could be exacerbating their symptoms. Um, so I do often put tips in to do stress on their clients. So one example that I use on quite a lot of my clients is to take Epsom salt baths two to three times a week you know, Epsom salts are full of magnesium that gets absorbed through through the skin. And magnesium is good for so much. It's good for blood sugar, it's good for your stress levels, it's good for your muscles, it's good for your bones. Like the list goes on, honestly. Magnesium is great. So Epsom salt baths, definitely good. It gives the client time to relax on their own, 20 minutes, three times a week. How lovely. Um, and obviously having a bath is just so nice for some people. So I'd say that is very good for stress. Um, I would recommend someone to listen to a podcast that they like and go for a walk, um, have some time time out, some time alone to just gather their thoughts and just take some time for themselves to de-stress, put music on, put a podcast on, something like that. Or I would recommend, you know, go out with your friends for a walk. Something like that. I just think it is important for people, especially like in this day and age, there's a lot of emphasis on hustle culture. And it's, I think sometimes people don't take time to actually relax and just have time for themselves, which I think is really important. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Let's end with two quick questions. One is Do you have a favorite person that you listen to for nutrition or, or wellness? advice oh okay i do i don't know i feel like this person does kind of have mixed reviews though um she's called sarah's day okay don't know if you've ever heard of her she's like an australian australian like influencer i'd say that was one of the reasons why i actually got into nutrition as well was from listening to her um because she had polycystic ovaries and she managed to you know, have two healthy children and she like cured it, cured it as much as she could herself. And she really focuses on the way she eats and yeah, stuff like that and exercise. So she definitely inspired me quite a lot. Um, but yeah, some, some people don't love her. I don't know. I do. I think she's great and she definitely got me into it. So other than that, there's like a few, a few other people that I watch on YouTube and stuff like that, but I can't actually think of any that like come into my mind right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely higher at the top. Awesome. And the last one is, what is one one meal that you ate in the last week that you think everyone listening right now should try in the next week? Oh, that is so hard. I don't even know what I've eaten in the last week. Or in the last month, let's say. Um, oh gosh, this is so hard. I honestly don't know. It can um, be something simple. Something simple. I would say one of my favorite things to like cook for my friends or 
you know, cook as like a special dinner, a special treat, would be like a prawn linguine. I think it's so nice. So you can either use normal spaghetti or gluten-free spaghetti or the crogetti like I was talking about. Um, some lovely cherry tomatoes. We was getting loads of homegrown tomatoes for the last few months, so they have been Amazing. so good. Yeah, they taste so different when they're homegrown, honestly. So we're having tomatoes um, and then just like loads of prawns and a bit of chilli, 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 olive oil. So good. I love that. Amazing. Which is a good, and I always top it with some rocket as well. And I swear it looks like it's come from a restaurant. <laughs> Okay, I'll try that this next week. Yeah, definitely try it. I don't know if that's my best, but that's what's coming to mind. Amazing. Okay, Jazz, tell us where people can find you if they want to find you. So people can find me on Instagram. My name is Jasmine Nutrition underscore. Um, and my business name is Ideal Nutritional Therapy. And I do virtual calls so anyone around the world can with a consultation if they want to they can head to my website just search in idealnutritionaltherapy.com and you can see what i do if it resonates with you then i'd be happy to book in a consultation or something um and yeah my instagram like i said they're the two main places to find me awesome you've given so many great tips today jazz and i think it will really help a lot of people I hope do you so. have any anything you want to end on no i think that's all it's been great to talk to you you too so thanks for coming on the find your nutrition podcast thank you we'll stay in touch perfect thank you so much i really hope you enjoyed that episode with jazz she's an amazing nutritionist and an amazing person and if you found any of her tips helpful share this with a friend and we'll spread the message to even more people and i'll see you next week on the find your nutrition podcast See you then.